National coverage of America's greatest sport. Join us for bi-weekly episodes throughout the season, and remember to subscribe and rate or review the show wherever you get your podcast. If you would like to contact the show, please email us at ultimatecfbpod at gmail.com or via Twitter at CFB underscore ultimate. Welcome back to the Ultimate College Football Podcast, and we have a conference realignment update which deserves its own episode. Oregon and Washington are going to the Big Ten Conference, and so there's quite a bit to unpack from this because the ramifications are pretty significant. Oregon and Washington had, uh, ever since USC and UCLA left for the Big Ten, they have, of course, been interested in joining the Big Ten and any school who isn't in the Big Ten or the SEC, they, of course, want a invite to one of those two conferences. Those two conferences are the most powerful. They are the richest, and they are separating from the rest of college football, at least from a financial perspective and uh, somewhat from a competitive uh, standpoint as well, although the SEC certainly is, at this point in time at least, kind of a tier of its own, at least from its ability to win national championships and their other conferences at least in uh, the recent past and even this past year that have been closer to the Big Ten. Uh, So from a competitive standpoint, we're not quite there as far as the Big Ten and SEC being a league of their own. Uh, But certainly with the way things are going, with the financial gap between these conferences, uh, that's very possible we could be there in the near future. And finances, of course, is what ultimately really decides these things and people make their decisions uh, from a monetary perspective. So any school that has an invite to one of these conferences, you really have to uh, accept that invitation. So Oregon and Washington, of course, very interested in the Big Ten, and they are able now to uh, finally join the conference. It's going to be uh, more than likely a partial share, which there's a lot of precedent for that in the history of conference realignment. Typically, a new school doesn't receive a full share right away. So Oregon and Washington has been released at this point in time what their share is going to look like, uh, but it is still a move you have to make. It gives your athletic program stability, ensures you have a seat at the table in the future, then one day when you do receive that full share, you are going to be really swimming in money. Uh, So this is the obvious decision from Oregon and Washington, in my opinion. The fallout from this move is going to be significant. The Pac-12 was already basically teetering on uh, the edge of uh, its demise, and this is going to basically put the final nail in the coffin. The four corner schools, one of which Colorado has already left to the Big 12, all of those schools are going to be in the Big 12, and that might even happen by the end of the week. Arizona has been in deep conversations with the Big 12, and that move could potentially be announced by the time that you uh, listen to this, and Arizona State and Utah, uh, they're going to end up joining as well. Both of those schools have been more reluctant to join the Big 12. Utah, in part, because BYU is in the conference, and there, uh, of course, a lot of bad blood between those two institutions, a very bitter rivalry. So Utah has been very public in their support of the Pac-12, but at this point in time, uh, the situation has changed, and uh, that is not going to stop them uh, from making this move. In Arizona State, uh, they're pretty much on board with the move, the leadership, or at least the boards that run Arizona and Arizona State are connected, and they want both of these schools in the same conference. Arizona State's president has been reluctant uh, to 
to approve a move to the Big 12, and part of his uh, reasoning is kind of more of that ivory tower, kind of elitist, if you will, mindset that you do see from some schools and conferences where they want to be associated with uh, prestigious uh, universities, kind of like a Stanford or a Cal. But at this point in time, I don't think Arizona State has much choice. So Arizona State and Utah uh, plus Arizona, they're going to be joining the Big 12, and the Big 12 is going to be set for the time being at 16 members, which obviously is a, a huge boon for the Big 12, uh, being able to strengthen yourself as that very solid kind of number three or four conference, depending how you uh, look at the ACC. But the Big 12 uh, doesn't really have teams that are going to bolt. It doesn't look like uh, if they do, that would mean something has changed down the line. Uh, so the Big 12 looks to be a very stable conference, financially uh, stable as well. They're certainly very viable, although quite a bit below the Big Ten and the SEC. Financially, uh, they have a seat at the table, and I think from a stability standpoint, uh, the four corner schools really have to make this move, certainly now that Oregon and Washington are leaving. So big win for the Big 12 conference, and I do think these four schools do overall fit pretty well into the Big 12 geographically. They're just a little bit farther west, uh, but they're really not that far from Texas and, of course, you know, Colorado, a uh, Pac-12 member that they've been in the same conference with. Uh, they're going to be in the Big 12, which is in connection to some of the plain states uh, that, of course, have schools in the Big 12. And when you compare the travel uh, with the travel in the Pac-12, there actually is quite a bit of distance between the Pac-12 schools because it's a Western conference in the states and the Western United States, just from a land perspective, are much bigger. Uh, so travel, I don't think it's going to be that much of a difference, with the exception of some of the games you play uh, in the Eastern time zone, which the Big 12 does have a presence there now. Uh, but overall, I don't think it's a terrible fit geographically, and it does help open up Texas more uh, to recruiting, uh, which Texas is a better recruiting state than California. Uh, and of course, USA New UCLA, uh, they held down SoCal for the Pac-12. They're no longer with the league. Uh, so you are already losing uh, that uh, kind of identity in Southern California. So I don't know if this necessarily really hurts your uh, California recruiting that much if you're one of these four corner schools. So all in all, I think it's a good move and kind of the obvious move at this point in time. Now, the schools that are basically the big losers in all of this are Washington State and Oregon State. Uh, they do not have a home in a power conference in the Pac-12 at this point in time. Just can't exist with only two or four members left. I guess if Cal and Stanford don't end up getting a Big Ten invite and you have a Pac-4, maybe that is enough schools to potentially stick together and maybe expand with some of the better remaining group of five uh, schools out there. Uh, so that certainly still is a very diminished league, uh, but potentially some at least uh, form of the Pac-12 could, I guess, potentially exist. Uh, but even then, I'm not sure if that's really possible because if you are expanding of all these schools, the schools leaving their group of five conference to join the Pac-12, you have to pay exit fees. And if you're joining a conference with as little as four members, it's really the financial incentive to make such a move. As San Diego State, for example, or any Mountain West conference school were to leave 
to play Pac-12 football in 2024. Uh, they'd be paying $34 million. Now, the AAC has a smaller buyout, uh, but still, that's a lot of money to pay. And if you're not going to really reap the economic rewards, as I imagine, uh, whatever deal uh, television-wise the Pac-12 would be able to sign should they just backfill with group of five schools, shouldn't be worse than the deal they were previously uh, offered with the Four Corner Schools and Oregon and Washington in the fold. I'm pretty skeptical uh, of the Pac-12's ability to exist even in a diminished state. Uh, so that means that Oregon State and Washington State are going to be looking for new homes. Uh, the kind of obvious landing spot would be the Mountain West. So certainly a massive blow to both of those athletic departments. Uh, the money that they are going to be making and whatever Group of Five conference that they end up joining going to be significantly lower than what they've been making in the Pac-12, so it's really uh, going to gut those athletic departments, and it's hard to overstate uh, what a massive blow it is for both of those schools. For Stanford and Cal, they're in a kind of different uh, situation. They potentially could have a Big Ten invite. The reason why that hasn't been extended yet is because the Big Ten, going back to last year, they had been uh, in dialogue with Oregon and Washington, so they're wasn't as uh, many steps to go through to add those two schools they'd already been vetted for Stanford and Cal uh, they just were not as far along in the process so that is going to take a little bit longer and we'll see if they do get an invite obviously from a football standpoint and either school really enjoys a very strong history and even recent success they are not very strong programs right now Stanford of course in the previous decade had a really great run that has cooled off so we'll see if those schools get in. If they don't, then I guess there is a slim chance that they could team up with the remaining pack four schools and backfill. As I said earlier, I just financially don't think that's going to be possible. And Sanford and Cal, uh, because of their uh, view of themselves, which, you know, certainly in some point is uh, is deserved, I suppose, because they are very prestigious institutions, but they are not going to want to be associated with uh, schools in the Mountain West Conference. So there's a real possibility that they maybe go independent. In fact, that's probably the most likely if they don't get a Big Ten invite, and assuming the Pac-12 does dissolve, which would seem uh, very likely. So the uh, consequences for Stanford and Cal uh, being accepted into the Big Ten or not are pretty significant. You're either really kind of an outcast in the college football world, or you are a part of uh, what you can maybe describe as the new power to moving into the future. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but what really caused these moves to be made is the fact that the Pac-12 just could not find a good television deal. And part of the reason for this is because the big uh, networks, ESPN, Fox, NBC, uh, and CBS, they'd already paid a lot of money for either the SEC or the Big Ten. The SEC went all in on Disney, which is ESPN and ABC, while the Big Ten is primarily with Fox as well as NBC and CBS. So those big networks, they'd already paid a lot of money uh, for those college football properties, and there just isn't as much money left over for the remaining conferences. The ACC, they have their contract that was signed many years ago, and it goes all the way into the 2030s. 
so that's already locked up, and there just wasn't that much money left, and certainly uh, not enough for a really big contract. Uh, so the Big 12, they ended up, in hindsight, making a smarter move by deciding to renegotiate their contract early. They decided to renew with their existing TV partners, Fox and Disney. And even though the deal they got is significantly behind the Big Ten and SEC, they do at least have that TV contract in place, which gives a decent amount of money to their member institutions. It provides them some exposure. And so they actually have stability moving forward to Pac-12. They decided to go to the open market, which theoretically would allow you to get a better deal. But since the Big 12 beat the Pac-12 to the punch, uh, there just wasn't a great deal out there for the Pac-12, and they likely were going to have to go uh, pretty far into streaming in order to get comparable money. And that, of course, is going to uh, cost you from an exposure perspective. And uh, the schools uh, just didn't have much confidence in the deal that was going to be made. That's why Colorado bolted and uh, the remaining the nine institutions uh, were unable to get a very good deal. The deal that was reported uh, was with Apple TV. So exposure is going to be a huge issue there. And then it was uh, mid-20 million, which is below what the Big 12 was getting, with uh, around 31 million. And a lot of the Pac-12's incentives were based on how many subscriptions uh, that the Pac-12 TV deal with Apple uh, would end up generating, which apparently uh, for people to watch Pac-12 games, you'd have to get a subscription to Apple TV. And then on top of that, get an additional uh, subscription uh, to Pac-12 football. So it just was a pretty bad deal, and that is kind of the final straw for why some of these schools are leaving. The reason why the Big Ten decided to strike again, because they could have pretty easily gotten some of these West, Co West Coast schools last year when they got USC and UCLA, was they saw an opportunity to pick up some of these schools at a, a kind of at a bargain, uh, since these schools are going to be pretty willing to join the Big Ten at almost any cost. Uh, they're going to be able to give them smaller shares at first so they can solidify their control of West Coast football uh, at a discount. And one thing to remember about the Big Ten is that uh, their relationship with Fox is very different than these other conferences' relationship with their media partners. Fox actually owns uh, control, a majority stake at least, control of uh, the Big Ten's media uh, decisions, uh, for lack of a better uh, better term. Fox actually has uh, control and really the final say on the decisions that the Big Ten makes. Uh, so they did see an opportunity here to strengthen their control of West Coast football. That's now all going to be under Big Ten control as well as, of course, the Midwest and basically the northern United States. And this uh, conference realignment is in many ways kind of a proxy war between Disney and Fox. Uh, so Fox is able to really strengthen themselves here, and ideally, of course, they want to get into the southern United States, which, of course, is a SEC monopoly at this point in time, or at least a Disney monopoly, and that is probably the most important region uh, from a college football standpoint. That's where you have the most passionate fan bases. That's where you have had the most successful schools in recent years, and from a demographic perspective, uh, a lot of people are moving to those Sunbelt states. 
groups in the South. Uh, so it would be very valuable for Fox and the Big Ten to expand into the th Southern United States. And there are some very major college football properties, of course, in the ACC. So the next kind of big uh, shoe to fall in conference realignment will be with ACC schools. But it's very difficult to determine when that would happen because you've got that uh, grant of rights deal, which goes through the 2030s. So we'll see what happens, but obviously schools like Clemson, Florida State, Miami, and potentially maybe some other schools like North Carolina, a Virginia school, Georgia Tech, Pitt, NC State, uh, who knows. But there are certainly some schools that are going to be uh, coveted by the Big Ten and potentially the SEC as well. The Big Ten is being a lot more aggressive in expansion, and part of that is because the decisions are more or less being made by Fox rather than uh, really the conference itself or the SEC. Uh, it's still primarily uh, being led by the commissioner and, or at the very least, the university president. So the relationship is a little bit different. Uh, and at the SEC's media partner, Disney, they're actually undergoing quite a few uh, financial difficulties right now with ESPN. They've had to lay off a lot of people. Fox seems to be financially in a little bit of a stronger position right now. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the SEC expanding with ACC schools doesn't really expand their territory because they're already in those uh, places uh, geographically. But they maybe will see a value in adding some of those schools to help box out the Big Ten and basically to protect your uh, you know, your properties here, you'd be gaining schools that do rate very well. So I do think there is some incentive for the SEC to expand uh, into uh, or with some of these ACC schools, but the Big Ten is really motivated to do so. Get into the southern United States, help your recruiting as well as your uh, recruiting uh, just with general students. That's another thing uh, that was attractive for the Big Ten, at least from the president's perspective uh, with going into the West Coast. That's likely going to be our last conference real alignment episode until something does happen with the ACC and the timeline on that is really impossible to predict because no one really knows if there is a way out of the grant of rights. So it's very possible uh, that once the four corner schools join the Big 12 and, uh, you know, Oregon State and Washington State find their home, probably Mountain West and Cal Stanford end up either going to the Big Ten or going independent. Once all that happens, we could have some stability here uh, for a pretty long period of time, uh, but that's all dependent on what happens with the ACC. Uh, but that is what to look for, and uh, we are uh, getting nearer to uh, the point in time where there's going to be some consistency uh, for the immediate future, at least for how these conferences do look. But 2024 certainly is shaping up to be a very different year and really the start of a new era in college football uh, from many standpoints, whether it be the expanded playoff or uh, the uh, you know additions of all these new schools and these various conferences. So that's our update for now. We'll keep you updated if anything else does change. Thank you for listening. And do remember to take a look at our uh, episodes as we have covered uh, or and will be covering all of the FBS conferences in anticipation of the coming college football season, which is just around the corner. So thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Ultimate College Football Podcast.